0: This episode is brought to you by the American Homebrewers Association, a network of more than 40,000 people dedicated to the appreciation of beer, cider, and mead. Join the AHA for just $3.99
1: a month at homebrewersassociation.org. Support for Brewed Up comes from Simi Valley Homebrew Shop. Simi Valley Homebrew Shop is located in Simi Valley, California, and is one of the only homebrew shops in the Ventura County. Open seven days a week, the shop is packed with everything you need to make your own beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Simi Valley Homebrew Shop also offers shipping nationwide. Visit simivalleyhomebrew.com to browse all available items and to place a pickup order for all recipes and equipment. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into to Brewed Up, a podcast where two LA-based female homebrewers chat, laugh, and learn about craft beer, homebrewing, and whatever else comes to mind. Tyler and Laura both have brewed many styles of beer, cider, and meat and are always up for experimenting. This show is available to listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, HoppedLA.com, and wherever else you'd like to listen. Now, here's the show. We all like settled, settled in. Everyone got your drinks. Got my drinks. <laughs> Wait, are you by a fire right now, <laughs> Brittany? Oh, oh wow. yeah.
2: <laughs> that's the vibe. I my vibe. toddler's sleeping, and our house is like got thin walls, so every time I do anything that involves me talking, I have to go outside.
1: <laughs> that's that's sweet. Lori knows all about having kids and bonfires in the backyard, so. Yes. <laughs> all so right, well, without further ado, I guess I'll just let's just jump into this. All right, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. All righty. Hi, hello, everyone. You are now streaming Brewed Up. We have a very special guest tonight, Brittany Brewhard. I hope I'm pronouncing <laughs> that correctly. Yeah. He's a Brewhard or Browhard? Brewhard. It's okay.
2: Brewhard in German. Um, Americans say everything wrong, so I get Brohard, <laughs> brewchard, Brocard. It's yeah.
1: Brohard. Nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: So we've got Brittany Brewhard. Um, many of you know her from her days brewing at Innegrin, which is a predominantly German-like <clears throat> lager brewery out in Moorpark um but now she's moving on to bigger and better things she's got her own brewery in the planning naughty pines um mm-hmm. naughty pines right yeah and pines. she's just i mean Brittany, like you're just a fucking rock star like people know you <laughs> people know your beer like you're you're part of pink boots i uh i'm sure and like you know people just love you and look up to you including me i'm super inspired <laughs>
2: Well, thank you. I I can say the same for you. You have a name in the brewing industry, and we all know you for your glorified homebrew and whatnot. So, <laughs> pretty cool Ugh. to be talking with you. I feel I feel
1: like a fraud, but that's okay. Um, no. no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, we uh, we're happy to have you on, um, Lori. I'll kick it to you for our quick little
0: live read. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by you guessed it, the grandfather. No need for propane. Just plug in and start brewing with your G Poppy. Thank
1: you, the
0: grandfather.
1: <laughs> yes, <you>. G Poppy. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we did, yeah, I did a little intro for Brittany, um, and we actually met. I, I was kind of following you on Instagram and then we finally met like in person. It's probably like a couple years ago at the LA beer week. It was either two or three years ago. COVID's got my mm-hmm. like my time schedule all fucked up. But we met at your booth. And I was like, hey, I'm
2: Tyler. I'm like a brewer. You're so awesome.
1: <laughs> and you're like, hey, cool. And then I think that was the first time I drank the big meat, which is like you guys' uh or integrant, sorry, Roush beer, which was crazy. Yeah. So um, good. but yeah, that was fun. And so um, anyways, it was awesome to meet you. And then after that, probably saw you integrant a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But anyways, what are you drinking? Like, let's uh
2: everyone uh, keep go around. See. I just cracked open so soft and hazy IPA from Tarantula Hill. It's their Pink Boots collab that they oh, did. Okay. So Where is that Rare fit? rare of me to be drinking an IPA, but for Pink Boots I do. <laughs> so let's see. It's um let's see two row pale wheat, Flaked wheat rolled oats, mosaic hops plus Pink Boots blend 2021 looking for an abv Not seeing that's one. the one that
1: you helped brew right you were there for that no,
2: one. no i did the poseidon one down in ventura so i've been friends with that's um, right brian and Benita down there for like eight or nine years uh since we opened our brewery in maui and then he hit me up like i want to say four years ago i was like hey like are you involved with pink boots i was like yeah i do my best i mean it's only a meeting in L.A., so it's hard for me to get there, but I support when I can. And It's like, we're going to brew a beer. You want to come guest brew? And So I've been doing that ever since the birth of Siren's Kiss, which is the name of their collab down there. Um, pop nice. it in, just guest brewing, you know, in between my my obligations at Ennegrin at the time. Um, but this year was a little more exciting because there's a little extra spe- special logo on that label this year, <laughs> so okay a little more on that let's hear it uh yeah they I was kind of surprised I didn't really know it was happening so it's really cool um but Brian this year the logo is split and it's got Poseidon on the top and Naughty Pine Brewing with Sage Bistro underneath so that was pretty cool I was was kind of like a reality check when he sent me the picture like oh this is really happening (laughs) nice so but that it's really awesome. good beer
0: that is uh, the name of your new brewery and it's not quite open yet or
2: in planning no. about to be- so in planning we actually were I was losing my mind waiting for some of my permits to come through but um, the city kind of did me a solid and got all my building permits on Good Friday so Ooh. I started demo this week So I've been in there all week pulling down the ceiling and getting as much of the junk out as possible. And then my contractor and his guys will start the real construction on Monday. And where is this located? Tell us. It's in Westlake Village just before you hit the LA side. So I'm still Ventura County, which was like huge for us. I didn't want to be into LA County just because it wouldn't make sense. Like part of the name is like, it's my street name. Just spelled the naughty way because it's how everybody spells our street when they come to find it. So it was really important to be in Ventura <laughs> County. Um, it's where we grew up. It's where we live. Nice. Um, it's off Hampshire by Naboo Wines or Naboo Winery and some Italian restaurant, Casa Nostra. I don't know it's supposed to be good. I'll hit it up at some point.
0: I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, get I was some charcuterie say the, going. The title. <laughs>
1: The title Naughty Pines. So that is the street that the brewery is on or the street that you grew up It's the on? street I live Bre- on
2: now. So okay, we bought got you, got our you. first house we bought in Mar Park in October two thousand nineteen and our street name is Naughty Pine Street, like a naughty pine tree. And there's huge naughty pine tree in my front yard. Um and we were like COVID hit. And it was like right at the beginning of the shutdown when people were still like, there was no masks yet, people were still kind of seeing each other. And our neighbors had invited us over for beers. And we were kind of laughing about how when people try to find our street, they spell it the naughty way. And when I moved in, it'd be super awkward because like, contractors would call and be like I can't find your street I'm spelling it like the naughty way like you've been naughty is that right I was like (sighs) oh god no like naughty pine tree like a tree uh and my friend who I actually went to high school with her husband was like naughty pine naughty pine brewing that'd be a sweet brewery name um he's like would you ever do it again and I was like oh heck no never um and now here I am (laughs) doing it again (laughs)
1: Nice. And now here you are. So, I mean, you worked at Integrin for how long? A few years, right? Uh, were... Four and a half
2: years. I started there okay. just before we decided to, or they decided to make the hard switch to German beer. So I was kind of there for the whole, like, development of that, which was really awesome. That's what made it so hard to leave. Ride... I do truly love German lagers, <laughs> and I don't have the capacity to make all German beer, so...
1: I mean, their beers are phenomenal. I mean, most people would agree. I think. Um, I started going there. I don't know, maybe a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I you know I love a crispy boy. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's not too far. It's not too far from me. Like Moore Park is like just past Simi, and now I work in Simi, so that's nice. But like, it's not that far from San Fernando Valley. So if you guys are ever, you know in that area off the 118 definitely hit up integran but so you were there yeah you were there for a few years and then you were just like so I guess I want to start a brewery like how did that (laughs)
2: yeah um well we had this guy that my husband's known for a long time um and he just kind of kept prying and prying like come on open a brewery open a brewery and I always said no 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 because like Ennegrin was awesome. It is awesome. And I had great, like a great path there. I was moving up and growing. And so it was really awesome. And I was like, no, I'm like, I'm not interested. Um, And then I don't know, COVID hit. And I had like, just like that little bit of downtime to just like stop for a second. And I hadn't stopped in so long. That for a split second, I kind of just thought about it. Um, And so I told my husband, like, you know, get it to the point where, like, you're, you've are you got this guy locked in. You've got the details down on, on the investment side of things because you know him. I don't. So, like, to me, it was, like, you guys work that out. Get to the point where it's literally up to me to say, yes, I want this brewery or no, I don't. Then I will make the decision. And then, oh,
0: wow. wow, like,
2: at Ennegrin, <laughs> I'm sure you saw, like, we were slammed during COVID. I mean, production went up twice twice as much because of canning which you know looks great but the, the right. profit margin of cans is not great but we were busy so yeah. next thing I know it's like September and he's like all right you want to do it or not and I was like oh gosh let me think about it so I took like two weeks to really like ponder it I started kind of looking up like where where would I open what what kind of machinery can I get like what can I What can I do with the budget we would have? That's a Uh,
1: lot. There's so much. And then I made the
2: decision and I told Chris the next day. So I just was like, I have to tell him right away, (laughs) like, get it out and get a plan going an exit strategy. (laughs) So, yeah, it was kind of bananas. I want to Um, back up a little bit. I would love to hear what brought you to Enneagram. Like, what
0: was your path starting that or or into brewing in, in general?
2: Yeah, so actually about nine years ago, same situation. My husband and I were approached by someone we knew who liked our homebrew and offered us the chance to help co-found and co-open a brewery in Maui. So we own Kohola Brewery, which is in Lahaina, Maui. We opened that. Uh, We were doing like red eyes out Friday night, brewing all weekend or building out the brewery, whatever needs to be done. Hold on, I'm, I'm, so sorry to, I'm so sorry to interrupt.
0: <laughs> so you were a home, <laughs> home brewer, you were a home brewer, that was your, what you were doing before, 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 the, I'm about to yeah. even ask about this crazy Hawaii thing. Yeah. You and your hubs were just um, home brewing in Moore Park, just like, yep. doing yep. it, and festivals. At the time
2: when didn't see me, yeah, we were just home brewing and submitting to like local competitions and just.
1: Cool. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah, you started then, taking red eyes to that,
0: Maui? Yes,
2: then you're a part owner of a brewery yeah. in Maui. Go ahead. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We um, we did that for like a year and a half. Like pretty much just lived out of a suitcase. I and mean, Obviously back then we didn't have like pets. I didn't have a kid. So like it was just easy to up and go after work. We'd you had red freedom. eye in. Like you, you could get on planes as late as midnight in Maui. So you'd get on at midnight and you'd land at LAX at like six o'clock on Monday morning. Oh, so we'd land and just head straight to work. So we did that. That was a lot of fun. Then we got a brew team up there. Once we had like our flagships really nailed down and our recipes nailed down, we got a, a brewer who we have a different one now, but now it's like, now it's up and it's running and we're, we've finally been able to just kind of take a backseat and, let the new brewer continue to make the flagships but also kind of put his own twist on new beers as well but that's actually how I met the (laughs) Ennegrins so I met the Ennegrins I met Matt the brother when they first opened which was I think nine years ago we had talked behind the bar briefly and then when they switched to their big space we went to the grand opening and I had asked a question about a tap handle design and Chris's dad was like oh yeah talk to my sons all about that if you're opening a brewery in Maui like talk to them and you know we have a full microbiology lab like if you're interested in science I'll let you like learn with me and I was like what yes so I actually started training with Brad in his lab for our brewery in Maui and then right about the time we decided we weren't going to move to Maui Chris's brewer had put in notice that he was moving to Colorado and we all got very saucy on St. Patrick's Day and I asked for a job. Yes. <laughs> and that's how I got a job. That's <laughs> so, how it always happens. That's yeah. how it but, always happens. Like Chris happens was always like my idiot. guy who I'd call. Like Shit, if something nice. broke or something went wrong at the brewery, like I could call him and FaceTime and he could walk you through how to fix just about anything. Very so. cool. That's how I got there. <laughs> And around what time
0: was that? Like a couple of years ago? That was ago. in
2: April of 2016. Okay. Was there four and a half years? Yeah. It's
1: 2021. Yeah, April, oh, Lord. yeah March.
2: Of, yeah, St. Patrick's Day 2016. Um, and then I was only there like eight months and I got pregnant. Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> Employers love that. oh yeah they were like oh no are we gonna like have to hire a bunch more people like you're gonna want maternity leave and i was like oh heck no i am not sitting home on maternity leave and i didn't i worked until uh, until the day day after my due date yeah till the day after my due date and then the and then i walked the brewery stairs for two days because my child would not come out i was like come on now so yeah it was a lot of fun though
1: I kind of want to, um, that's a crazy story and I love it. Um, uh, since we're homebrewers and a lot of homebrewers listening to our show, I kind of want to like briefly touch on like your homebrewing like story. So <laughs> I, I, when did you start homebrewing? Like what was the scene like back then? Cause it's so different oh,
2: now. Like I'm old. Um, <laughs> when old. I started homebrewing there was little to no homebrew clubs it was i my husband grew up with his dad's best friend who homebrewed and then when we legally turned the proper age to homebrew he handed down a bunch of his stuff like we had this ridiculous like 10 foot tall gravity fed brew house that he gave us we brewed on it one time it was it was a beast and then we were like (laughs) we're just gonna brew in the kitchen. Um, But, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot available as far as, like, homebrew shops and there wasn't – it was –
1: Like a community. Yeah,
2: there wasn't a community to it. It was, like, just – people were just starting to really get into it. I mean, the most craft brew you could find on the shelf other than, like, the obvious Sierra Nevada and stuff like that was, like, Fireman's Brew. And that was, like, considered craft beer at that time. I don't even know. No, if I you even don't know, know what know that, if is. that is. <laughs>
1: like what the hell is? I that? can't even tell
2: you where it's from anymore, um, and there was no breweries around. I mean, the closest like microbrewery was out in Mojave, uh, Indian Wells. Hmm. So it was interesting, but we oh, got shit. all like the only homebrew shop that was open was the one in the valley, the oh, beer, no. wine and, beer wine and cheese mm-hmm. shop. So you're driving all the way up there for grain, or you're ordering online. Um, but we started. My husband was like, "You know, now that we have this like random homebrew stuff, we should figure out what to do with it." And for Christmas, I bought him like that more beer, like homebrew starter kit. It comes in like a bucket. They probably don't even sell that anymore. It's probably way cooler now. And of course, like, I, we me, have we, like, ha- yeah, we have yeah we have the more
1: beer deluxe kit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was just like but the more beer cooler. kit.
2: I don't even know if they yours is probably way cooler than what it was back then. And he's like, let's just do this. <laughs> and that's kind of how it started. And we kind of got obsessed with it. We destroyed our old stove. Oh, kitty. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's kind of where been. it started. Um, and, I mean, I liked it. I like home brewing, But I'm very spoiled with commercial brewing now. So, not having hot water on demand and a trench drain. Like I'm known for not loving homebrewing now. <laughs> <laughs> because once you get too fancy, it's hard to go back. Like I home brewing is eons harder than commercial brewing. So Yeah, and it's
1: like home brewing can is a little fancier now, I will say. Like mm-hmm lori's on the grandfather. there's like little fuck these days mm-hmm. there's little baby conicals. there's a baby conical oh, I have in my one. house it looks like <laughs> yeah it's like it's like what how like it's just less ridiculous. suffering i think i would i would
0: say it like yeah. less but there's still suffering oh, oh yeah, yeah i like suffer every day. brain
1: out process I, every birthday worst.
2: <laughs> we have like Yeah, every a, brew day
1: I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this?
2: <laughs> right? Every time. That's how that is my attitude every time I homebrew. And then when I'm done with it, I'm super happy. But we have a three yeah. vessel more beer system. It's a 25 gallon like brew house. It's got the hot liquor, mash cool. water combined, and the boil kettle. And then I've got like the mini SS brew tech conical jacketed fermenter. And I got the SS Brewtech um, glycol chiller for Christmas last year just like showed up on my birthday which was super exciting yes. so my homebrew system has been increased uh-huh. from a pot on the stove to practically a mini brewery and it'll be at the brewery for pilot batches and homebrew days and clubs and stuff like that so Very I'm nice. spoiled <laughs> so we I get that uh,
0: big difference like the equipment and the the volume, hot water on demand, huge. Mm-hmm. um In terms of your approach to like making beer or writing recipes, are you finding there's like a difference or similarities? Are you held
2: back? Um, or is it easier? For me, just I think just because I'm so used to it, making a bigger batch recipe is so much easier to me than a homebrew recipe. And one thing that I've noticed a lot of people do when they scale up is they just double everything or triple everything, and it doesn't work like that. The, the higher up you get, the more mm-hmm. potent some of those grains and those hops and the, and the things that you're adding to it get. So learning-wise, that was, like, the biggest step or difference for us. I think when we homebrewed, my husband and I both have, like, ridiculous OCD about certain things. So we started with, like, straight – distilled water from the start did all our own water profiles even in home brewing so as far as like diligency and like nitpickiness we home brew the same way we commercial brew very cool and i recommend doing that yeah. <laughs> as much I mean, as we physically can <laughs> i i feel like i'm
1: kind of going down that route and it's making me like kind of stressed but yeah <laughs> at the same time like you know my goal my main goal in homebrewing is like consistency like mm-hmm. I want to be able to like okay this beer was good I liked it a lot can right. I brew it again like that's yeah. my that's my main oh. goal and people are like oh fuck consistency and I'm like no man no, like
2: <laughs> this is important I think consistency is harder in homebrewing Totally. There's, there's so many more variables that can change with homebrewing. You know, like I said, commercial brewers were spoiled. We have heated vessels and a lot of automation nowadays, and just everything you need to make a batch perfect and consistent.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's still difficult though on the commercial level. At some at at some parts, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: There's challenges, but there's a l- it's a lot more grained yeah, away. There's challenges. <laughs> So I love
0: that you, like, utilized COVID, which, like, fucked so many people so hard. But I I don't think you're alone in that. Like, you really examined, like, what could I do in this time? I think we all kind of encountered this, like, where this is, like, life for a little while. It's not going to go back to normal for a while. And... I mean, like I know right. personally, like people are doing like some reinventing, so I think that's so great that that's kind of the the timing for opening mm-hmm. a new brewery. Do you think that the pandemic and everything that's come with it was like made it easier for that process, or I mean, now now in reflecting, you're kind
2: different... of both. <clears throat> yeah, like reflecting wise, I think. Um... I think if the pandemic never happened, I wouldn't be doing this right now. Because, I mean, I was pushing, man. I'm talking 60, 70 hours a week. I had my groove. I had my routine. I don't like change. Change scares me. Change freaks me out. So I was comfortable and I was good. I don't think I would have done this if I didn't have, you know, the downtime like everybody had to reevaluate life. But, you know, my daughter's getting older and she's going to be in – school soon, which is less daycare time. So a lot of factors came into play, not just wanting more family time, but family time that was on my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously when you're the owner, you're on call 24 seven, Yes, but you also control your schedule. You control your brew days. And for me, as much as I'm insanely organized, I can plan a schedule four months out. And for the most part, stick to it unless something really bad happens, like bad yeast pull or something breaks. So I'll plan my schedule, my life kind of around my kid and my family to the best I can. Obviously, when it comes to the tasting room, I don't really have an option there. It's going to be open when it needs to be open. So I think that was some of it. I think COVID has made it harder on the front of starting a company, um, Mm -hmm. just with cities being shut down the layoffs people working from home everything is it's already such a long process and you can expect at least another three to four week delay to anything you're trying to do
1: Mm -hmm. right yeah
2: however city of thousand oaks has been like godsends i mean they want new businesses and they want breweries so they have they have pushed really hard to get my stuff done without it being too painful
1: i think if you're opening in la county it would be like a fucking disaster right oh, <laughs> i heard
2: some horror stories of like how long it's taken people to get permits there like up yeah. to 14 months for permits and that took yeah. me six that's why there's like
0: no breweries in la proper i mean it's yeah. real estate and rent yes but then also
2: right so wow. yeah i don't know a lot of factors came into play um you know i I've, i i Last year was brutal. I feel like everybody had something happen—a uh, health diagnosis, a, fa- a family member or friends passed on. We we lost two grandmothers in, in a week apart, like it was just crazy. And that was that was like right it was in. I want to say May or June, like right in the middle of just the chaos of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think it just. Gives you a new perspective on life, you know. And I, I found out I have RA in my hands and my feet in mm-hmm. February, right before the pandemic hit. So that was like another kind of like wake up call of like I need to make a change for my body. What so.
1: is RA? Sorry if Ugh. you don't mind me asking.
2: It's rheumatoid arthritis. It's a ah, autoimmune disease where your body basically attacks the healthy tissues in your joints um, oh, shit. so you get pain and swelling and um, <laughs> google google queen elizabeth's hands no like if you don't take care oh, of God. your ra your it's like your hands get all gross and stuff so yeah my brewery will be very ergonomic friendly yeah to help with some of that as well what? so it's just a lot of changes <laughs>
1: yeah well i'm sorry to hear about all that obviously Lori too that's such a bummer like like you said we've all there's been something that's happened to everyone of the past uh-huh. year hopefully that the light at the end of the tunnel seems like it's a little bit you know more really? visible right now like yeah. over the next couple months hopefully but um yeah it I blame, sounds cool.
2: i blame kobe the, the oh, no no you're right. That accident just started the year. Started the shit show. Yeah. And like my husband works at my husband works at Sports Academy, which was Mamba Mamba, which is where Kobe was headed. And oh like that day was just like Terrible. No. That's gonna rest, be that's what the rest of the year is gonna be like.
1: <laughs> rest in peace, Kobe B. Um mm-hmm. I do wanna ask, so we could go back to Naughty Pines, like what's what is your overall vision for that brewery? What are the plans? What kind of beers you're gonna have? What's the vibe? Like, what what is what's the general? Like, if I was like, what is Naughty Pine's gonna be like? What's it's, What's the so, pitch?
2: Naughty Pine is, <laughs> I call it my poly pocket brewery because literally, <laughs> like, it is tiny, and that's what I wanted. Like, we expanded so big and so fast at Enneagram, and it was really, really awesome. But it also made me realize I just want my tiny little brew space, and I just want I used a brew to play with Polly Pockets. Right, my daughter was looking at it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, can they make a brewery one, please? Because I will buy it." <laughs> Aww, <that's laughs> um cute. But yeah, so it's super tiny. Everything's like, got its perfect spot, which you know is not going to go perfectly once we get stuff in there. But fingers crossed. Um, I'm going to focus on European style lagers and ales. I plan to have at least one logger on the board at all times, simply because I yes. can't not. Bless your heart. The Crispies. Yeah, um, but one thing I was sad to leave the the logger world in the sense of being at a brewery that was fortunate enough to just bust out loggers. But I'm excited to kind of get back to where I was with homebrew and variety. So we will also have my brew house down there, my little tiny pilot system. And I'm yeah. going to probably get one or two more conicals in there. And I plan to pump out as many 20-gallon batches of just whatever I feel like brewing at the time. So you'll have, like, the main menu. And then you'll have, like, the fun menu that's, you know, 20 gallons. And it's gone. If you missed it, you missed it. <laughs> so. I love that. There yeah. yeah more. Like, There's
0: no more of that.
2: It's like think a keg and a half. Had, yeah. It's like two ke- like 20 gallons would be I mean, I can usually get 25 gallons out of a batch, 30 if I push it, but then it overflows the tank. So by the time you drop yeast and hops and whatever else, I get like three to four sixths of beer. Nice. So they'll just be – and I mean, if something's just like, oh, this was awesome, then we can bump it up to the big scale. Um, But that's my big thing is just I want to experiment with different yeast strains that are style-specific – That's what I miss about homebrewing is actually brewing with yeast that is for the style of beer. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with the big batches, like you can't afford to have six yeast strains, at least not at my size. Um, Experiment with hops. Flagship wise, I'm not going to commit to anything yet. I haven't, I don't want to in case I decide something I brew is just not working out. Yeah. (laughs) But my goal is to have. Like I said, the one lager, I'll have a wit beer, because I just love wit beers. I'm not a heft person, which I know is going to crush a lot of people, so I probably won't ever brew a heft but I will have a wit beer. Uh, we'll have the oatmeal stout and the wit beer. Not that winter, many people.
0: Which is so <laughs> fucking good. Coriander, right? Coriander. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah.
2: Toss that Tarantula, in Hill's got a, a regular wit and an, an orange peel wit, which... I again I come from pure beer. So to me, putting orange in a beer is like, what are you doing? But I had it and I was like, every time I go there, I order it now. <laughs> it's so good. Why not? Brittany uh,
1: from like Ryan Hatzigabot, like Yeah,
2: Ryan Hatsikabot is like our <laughs> Ryan- my husband's like, you do realize that at some point you might break that at your new brewery. And I'm like, I'm gonna try to make really, really awesome beer without breaking that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you gonna have a hazy that's the question yeah that's the, that's
2: what everyone wants to know
0: what's the hazy? yeah it's called a wickle I beer
2: yeah it's called a pickle beer and that's what you'll beer. have <laughs> i know everybody's like are you gonna have a hazy i'm like i'll have an unfiltered lager for you
1: <laughs> yeah because this uh,
2: beer,
0: just tell a hazy person Ellis. it's
2: hazy yeah. yeah i know yeah. um I'll have a rye pale ale. Um, That's one that I've been uh, piloting over and over. Uh, I've been going between the rye pale ale and the rye IPA recipe, and I might kind of try and combine the two. Wait, hold on. i got to ask
0: you about rye. I'm about to do my first... Rye's amazing. Okay, I have a blonde. I have it set up with 13% rye. Am I fucking myself, or is it going to (laughs) be gorgeous?
2: No, it's going to be really good. I think I had... I think the last batch of rye pail I did, I had hmm, maybe 20% rye, and it was a little much. Um, But it's sticky and gummy Mm -hmm. and thick. Use rice hulls. Use (laughs) rice hulls. Yes. Uh, When we brewed my (laughs) rye lager at (laughs) Ennegrin... They decided we'll never bird again because it was a six and a half hour water and that was with rice holes. <laughs> Ooh. It was rough. It was rough. I do want to give a shout I want to really take luck. this
1: moment to give a shout out to James Potter, who works at Integrin now. He's my coworker at Simi and Monica, his fiance. Yeah. Um, they're super cute. They're getting married at Integration and in like Of
2: course they are. Oh uh, yeah, a few weeks. Uh-huh. They're super cute. Um,
1: but they're actually brewing a rye ipa awesome for the i i guess they did like a little pilot batch on their Mm -hmm. system at home and then they're gonna brew it like on their i i guess on integrin's pilot system which is like barrels for the wedding
2: awesome so like rye,
1: i don't know us everyone at see is like all about the rye ralph (laughs) is doing like all he did
2: like a rye wheat rye fucking flaked rye
1: Rye is my favorite. So. I would great. put
2: rye in every beer if I thought people would come and drink it. Like if I could be like the rye specialty brewery, but I do know people that like loads of flavor, so I probably couldn't get away with it. But I feel I like I if you are gonna people... do it,
1: people are gonna come drink it. Brandon. yes, <laughs> and I
2: think
0: a lot of people say they don't like rye, but they don't like like American rye bread with caraway seeds. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't think they're like fully understand gorgeous little effect on on beer more rye rye does to beer yeah Mm. and to Mm. yeast and to hops like it's kind of magique so okay (laughs) we got that out of the way rye is that like your favorite (laughs) thing to drink or
2: my favorite beer to drink and and brew is actually uh beer (gasps) nighthawk is my the love of my life over there okay
1: I just brewed one I'm gonna save a bottle if it tastes good if it tastes like trash I'm not gonna bring it to you but I just brewed my first one and I it was a shit show but I
2: think it came out okay all right yeah that'll be good yeah that's my favorite style I love I love dark lager um that and rye (laughs) I will probably put rye into a dark lager at some point (laughs) do
1: it do it, please do it for all those people that are too afraid to do it <laughs> so i'm yeah, sorry if you mentioned earlier
0: good. the new space which by the way i love a brewery named after a street but an, the new space there, it will have a tap room or a small tap room
2: yes sorry i got off topic oh my god that, okay I got off topic. <laughs> there's so like there's something crawling above my head. And I don't know what it is. It's okay. Um, yeah. So when you, I'm a corner unit, which was like a huge selling point. Uh, all storefront windows along my taste room. Mm-hmm. Fireplace, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be a, a sit down bar, obviously, a bunch of tables for seating. And then we'll also have an outdoor patio as well. Done. So We're there of, every weekend. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's such a cute little space. And it has so much character. Like, the front of it's all covered in, like, ivory and vines. And there's trees all along the the side of it, which was so fitting for, like, my whole theme and my style. Um, The logo is uh we trademarked it it's we call it the hop knot she's
1: repping it um
2: oh yeah I've got it on so it's an a hop inside a knot of wood um (laughs) I love it and like my designer took this insane elaborate drawing I did for him and narrowed it down to that and it was like the coolest thing ever (laughs) I'm obsessed with it it's like the cutest little thing I want to like tattoo it all over my body or something (laughs) but um the theme will be like like, farmhouse industrial, like, it'll be cozy, but it won't be too girly, because obviously I want the guys to be comfortable sitting down and, like, taking pictures of yes, their bees. Let's make sure men are comfortable at all. Time. Right. Right? <laughs> right? so
0: important. They better
2: be okay with coming in. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm also, like, super not girly, so, like, I... I probably won't sport any pink t-shirts I'm sorry (laughs) no thank you I'm very masculine by the way yeah my whole wardrobe I met with one of my merch guys and he's like so what's your wardrobe look like so I can get a feel of like what you probably want your your merchandise to be like I was like black 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 gray flannel 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 gray black flannel god it's so hey, for girls just described what are you gonna spell? my closet like black and flannel because <laughs> girls wear that stuff <laughs> so. if you're not wearing black
0: are you even a brewer or a home brewer like that's right? yeah the main question black and beards and i mean that's i can't cool. i beard, mean, so. <laughs> did you anticipate having to put and i want to go back to the idea around like the design and the aesthetic because that is a thing that like comes up. You know, it's mm-hmm. part of a business plan. It's like, okay, like you have this amazing product and you can produce it, it's going to be cost effective. And oh, by the way, I want to ask you about finding a space too, but okay. When you're like narrowing down the aesthetic <clears throat> of the interior, I mean, when you were considering it, I like that you're saying, I don't want to be too girly. I want to be industrial. I want, you know, it sounds like you want it to be kind of like a gender neutral, not scare anyone <laughs> away, but did you come yeah. up against anything where you thought, I wanted this thing, but maybe I shouldn't?
2: Um, yes, actually. <laughs> um, I'm probably sticking my foot in my mouth right now. Uh, but I come from a long line of family hunters. And we hunt duck and okay. <laughs> dove. I've never gone pig hunting. I've never gone deer hunting. But the original chandelier I picked for above my fireplace was all these deer antlers and it was gorgeous and it had Edison bulbs all in it. Oh. And my husband was like, mm, maybe not. And I was like, oh, but it's like a hunting chandelier. He's like, yeah, let's stay a little more neutral with things. and I was like, all right. So yes, I would probably have antlers all over the place if I could, but I just figured I don't, I know that some people like are sensitive to that, and I totally respect it. Like when I was young, I would post pictures of my hunting trips, and I would like put like viewer discretion advised" or "don't open if you don't want to see my dinner tonight." <laughs> so that's so interesting. But, I feel but like we're super uh, like respectful hunters. We only hunt what we eat. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I feel like hunting is very
1: like. American or not even—I wouldn't even say just American. It's just like I—I I don't know. I think the only people that would be offended by that would be—I don't know. I don't all think the vegan popups at. that you'd want. No,
2: even I have a lot of vegan friends who don't mind. I think it's just yeah. in general everything's really sensitive right now in the world, so I just yeah, don't yeah. want to. I don't want to be a reason for controversy. Brittany's <laughs> like, I my... wanted a ta- I wanted a taverny
1: space, but I guess not.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hunting lodge look
0: like. <laughs> like my people are all in Idaho, and that's that's like if oh, you okay, don't have yeah. antlers, then what the mm-hmm. fuck are you? Mm-hmm.
2: That's you... we almost moved to Idaho. That was like one ah. of the the determining factors in opening the brewery here was like, do I want to stay here? Mm-hmm. Or, do we want to just bail and leave California? But in the end of the day, our family's here, our friends are here. I've built I've built my career here. So there are certain things I wouldn't have had if I tried to go do this somewhere else.
1: You know, there's connections. Yeah. I
2: wouldn't have had friends. I wouldn't have had to lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, Ventura, like, I can honestly say, I think I love just about every brewer in Ventura County. And the ones I don't love are the only ones I haven't met. (laughs) So it's like we've just we've got a good thing going here in Southern California. So I'm glad to bring more beer to the table.
1: I'm definitely trying to get more acquainted with now that I work in Ventura County, technically, I'm like, I kind of need to get. A little bit more acquainted with the brewery scene out here because I know it's great. I know it's I know it's really good. Obviously, me has zero breweries because like they have their own weird yeah. fucking laws and shit. But that's why it's taking Vinch.
2: that era so long. It's
1: poor guy. I know every every oh, everybody that comes in, yeah, guys. Matt Era, when is it going to open? He comes into me. Mm-hmm. He comes into our our home brew shop all the time. And he's like, yeah, just just wait in. They're getting
2: lot. close. I think they hit a lot of hurdles yeah. in their building though too. So
1: yeah, yeah but I, I do need to awesome. yeah what are so i guess what are the ventura county breweries i need to hit up do you have anybody you want to shout out
2: yeah 14 cannons nick at 14 cannons is awesome he came from um fig the tarantula hill guys are the greatest i've uh, spent a lot of time with them since <laughs> since i've been doing this project uh who else obviously Emigrant, but you know I'm gonna be biased towards that one. Boo, suck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know <laughs> those beers, I have a lot of love invested in those. Um, right. Let's see, uh, institution guys, um, really Ooh, good I stuff.
1: Had, I had a really good German pilsner. Institution, mm-hmm. no, I, I yeah, love edel pils, but
2: they were doing a lot of IPAs for a while, and they kind of started branching out. I want to say like a year or two ago, and doing some other styles, and they're they're doing real good. Yeah. Um Rancho Hill's like your they make solid IPAs and you know I don't drink those but they I haven't had one yet from them that I don't like. And then of course their whip okay. beers are just off the charts. And then getting further down, Casa Gria sours are amazing. Mm-hmm. Who else is down there? Poseidon, obviously Poseidon has perfected fruit beers. Tyler, like what are you do, doing this weekend? Um, Let's go. They do I'm fruit excited. beers like you wouldn't imagine. Actually, if you guys okay. go out, if you guys end up going out to Ventura, all the way at the other end of the county, Saturday night, let me know, because I might be going out there to get the pink Boots beer. Made West, obviously amazing. If you can yes. go to the pier spot, yes, by that, that little taco place right there, where the ocean while you drink mm-hmm. beer, you and made- their menu is like, their menu is. I don't know it's like classic to me i don't know they just they do good stuff i love Michael i mean beer.
1: made west has a beer called standard and i mm-hmm. fucking love that beer yeah. <laughs> it's so
2: good. that beer is really good in cans it's really really good on tap like Ooh, it is just, i know i mean
1: i feel like every beer that i think is like Oh, this is so good in can it's like probably phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Even more oh, phenomenal it is. There's
2: nothing like draft beer, I will say that. And then obviously Topa. I love the Topa guys.
1: Topa um, Topa. Okay. Seaword
2: is awesome. SeaWord's tiny and small, but totally worth Ooh, the trip. C-word. It's like my it's like my brewery. It's like the same size as what I'm gonna be. Um I don't Dude. know. I can keep going. There's so many breweries. I know. And
1: I know. Barbara, so we have like okay. we have connections with vibe, the the Ventura. Yeah. hold on what are you drinking tyler what am i drinking um so actually i was gonna say speaking of st patty's but that was like three hours ago um (laughs) i'm drinking the irish irish i was mexican stout (laughs) coffee uh, coffee stout from Feather Serpent. So shout That's out to Agri- really I know, as an Irish
0: person, I really, I really have name up. and last name. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> the cultural appropriation is, you know, it's bothering me, but Irish people don't um, care, really. Yeah. Right? We don't. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's really good. There's it, he I, when I went to go brew with him. It was like what two weeks ago. He was like, yeah, the coffee is from like some local crazy who b- roasts beans on the side of his house so it's good Ooh. i like it nice yeah. i have no i do not remember what we were talking about but um. oh your brewery you have a brewery that's <laughs> happening <I'm just> gonna-
2: <laughs> yeah i mean just that but no we're just enjoying. no you know what i want to ask yeah. i know being on this podcast because it took me months to get you guys i'm Dude. so sorry it took me so long to get you no, guys in. it's, it's fine crazy it's it's so
1: fine like we don't even have to talk about brewery stuff anymore we could just drink for the rest of this podcast Mm -hmm, i don't give a
0: shit i think we did our time Um, but i'm curious how do you how does one approach the task of finding a commercial space and and i think like for any kind of business like obviously the brewery has special things you need to look for but how did you approach
2: that it was rough um you say the word "brewery or beer or alcohol, and
1: they're like, "No,
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I looked at twenty three spaces. Oh wow, oh and I went after three oh, okay. and they fell through just due to not being able to agree with the landlord. Um, I've had a few people legit hang up on me <gasps> when they've asked what I want to do really? lost. Um. Yeah, I won't. I won't out who, but I definitely will never do business with that company. It was, and both of the people that hung out or hung up on me were from the same company. Um, but there's a lot of things to take into consideration. At least, I mean, I'm sure for any business, you want to have a decent landlord, good location. If you need a lot of parking, parking's huge Mm -hmm. for a brewery. You need to have the proper water supply, the proper gas supply, electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, a hiccup that I had, my Brewhouse package came with an electric boiler, which I thought was awesome. I've never used one. They're supposed to be super efficient. They're really like environmentally conscious. Mm-hmm. Oh. 420 amps to run this baby. <gasps> and my unit only has 250. And I could only get another 100 from next door if I really wanted to. So it was uh. like, like who can, who has eight hundred amps to run a brewery? It's just like, so that's a big thing, making sure you have enough electrical power. Because if you have to do a whole upgrade on your electrical, a it's expensive, it takes time, mm. and it's not always yeah. available. If the other spaces are using all the power that's available, you could get oh. into a space and not have power. I was um, gonna say
0: because we had to upgrade our electrical, but then. Mm-hmm. You're in a shared space, a commercial yeah. space. It's like a whole thing. Wow. No,
2: but
1: that's like my issue. I can't. I can't have the yeah But you're in a here. condo.
2: That's why yeah. I share yep. power with like a thousand mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> we always blew fuses even in our house. Our house was a, a duplex. We were connected to another person. I was like, I'm sorry, we're home brewing. <laughs> sorry. Do it for the but short. Yeah, location is key parking is key good tenants is key good landlord is key Mm -hmm. um I had one or two spaces that I like um but like parking was slim on one and then the other one like it was a gorgeous space but it was just far enough off the road I wasn't sure people would make that journey and then I landed on this space and like I said the the front of the building was all the greenery, the storefront windows, and then the fireplace sold me. Like, once I saw the fireplace, I was like, I have to have this space. But then I also ended up with a killer landlord, a great property manager. Like, they want me there for the long haul, which is super important because if you have a landlord Good. that's care about alcohol, it's going to be rough. I I had a few negotiations where they wanted me to pay double rent just because I was going to have a brewery. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's for, I don't know how it is for just like a random business. Is
0: their concern is people at night. Is that, it's a of- liability.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a liability because their concern is alcohol noise. Um, if, it, if there's parking, are you taking parking of other businesses? Mm-hmm. Are you disrupting other businesses? Are you going to have live music? Um, drinking and driving right. because no got it. they like, you get sued, but it's still the landlord's property. And then also, I'm sh- I think some of it has to do with just generally theft. You know, are you going to be more attractive to theft because you've got all this fancy equipment, you've got alcohol in there, and then the damage you do to the space, <laughs> like you destroy yeah. the space, yeah. you're going to hose that shit down every day. Yeah, oh. you put trench drains in, mm-hmm. which and you know you have to cut up the concrete. You got to put rebar. You got to put trench drains. Yeah. Um, all the piping that's in involved, I would, the plumbing. I would I mean,
1: love it's... a trench drain from oh. my patio. Oh. Same. There's a drain right mm-hmm. on the other side of my patio wall that, like, I just wish there was a fucking trench drain to just that. Like,
2: put in a pipe. <laughs> it. Just, just, just do don't, it. It. don't just tell it. the owners. <laughs> I know. Get the shovel a- and
0: crack it open,
1: Tyler. <laughs> my neighbors just hear me like jackhammering, like <laughs> nothing <laughs> to see.
2: Uh, but yeah, I think the, I think the construction is the the alcohol factor in the construction is the biggest factor that scares landlords away because you destroy yeah. the space. You, you turn it into it's a, a brewery. Yeah. So if somebody wants to come in after you leave and turn it back into an office yeah,
1: yeah, and,
2: and, and you have to sign like on our lease, which is, which is pretty customary for most, we have to put everything back when we're done.
1: So oh, like ooh, if
2: I decide in five years that this is not for me and I want to walk away, I have to redo everything. The concrete, all, like anything that I've done that he doesn't want to keep, hmm. I have to open a brewery, it's so, fun. Yeah, you could do a whole podcast so on ask- why you should or shouldn't open a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: we could so up. it's it's April eighth. It's April eighth. As of when we are recording this, what what at what stage is the brewery at right now? Like this hour, this second. So
2: this hour, I got the entire T bar ceiling out. Congrats. Uh, yes, that was so much fun. Can I just tell you? <laughs> like once you get all once you get like a good portion like my landlord took all the lights out for me, which was awesome. And then you just like once you get the edges out, then it's just like yanking and stuff falling, and it's just I love it It's destruction, the and it's so much fun. Yeah. So right now, that's where I'm at. I'm taking all my ducks out tomorrow because we're gonna hard duct because we're gonna have an open ceiling. And then Monday I do a walkthrough with the contractor and the the super the superintendent. And then Tuesday they'll start cutting the floors for plumbing, and they'll start pulling drywall off. And then the way it works is you have to get the floors exposed, the plumbing exposed, um, build your any new walls you're building, uh, frame them but not drywall them. And then the inspector comes in and checks off that you did it all properly.
1: The then, inspector. <laughs> like we
2: got very lucky with our space. There's already rebar in it, so we don't have to put in rebar. If you have to put in rebar, they have to come back and physically watch the guys take the epoxy and lube up the rebar and shove it into the holes in the concrete oh super cool like (laughs) legit say that you did it correctly um so it's like there's an inspector at certain stages all along the process my contractor estimated five weeks for construction and he said which they say five weeks expect eight just so that you're not caught off guard one thing okay but where are we at any hiccups so that starts monday so oh the the clock has started on on the five to eight week yeah the five to eight weeks officially starts monday because i opted to do some of the demo myself just to save because i have the time so that's what i've been doing all week that sounds amazing Um, though by the way it's really fun but he said my floors will be ready like in three weeks so my brew house will probably be here Uh, My daughter's birthday is May 1st, so my brewery house will probably be here that following Monday. Um, I'll start getting all my brewery equipment in, getting that all hooked up. Um, Aggressive goal Mm -hmm. would be July for grand opening, more likely July for soft opening, and then I have to really decide... How long I can wait to open? Because as much as I want to, like, you want to get the doors open right away because time is right. money, and you're and I've lost money. You of want to work out all the kinks, yeah. But there's a lot of really important beer anniversaries in August: Ennegran, Poseidon, uh, VCBC. Like, there's every weekend <gasps> is a different anniversary so I'd really like to not overlap and I think I think yeah that's maybe gonna hurt like you know maybe that's one extra month of you know not opening but also in the long run I don't want my anniversary to fall with with anyone else's you know it's not fair to us as brewers because we all go to each other's anniversaries and, and then I don't want people to be like oh but like this, this brewery's having theirs, but this brewery's having this, and, th- and then it just becomes, like, chaos. So, we'll see. Look at, look at mean, you. If it pushes it. September, you might get, like, Labor Day wrapped in that yeah, because that cute? My birthday
0: is right? September 1st.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, Tyler's <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> Mine's next Thursday. So <gasps> worst day of the year, tax day. Barry's Everybody pays Barry. their taxes. <laughs>
1: Not this year. There's like a, they. There's a delay. Right.
2: This is the first year that people are like, hey, what are you doing for your <laughs> birthday? And I'm like, oh, right. Because you're not paying taxes till <laughs> June. Oh, <laughs> Suddenly you remember.
0: You know what my husband and I do when we when we sometimes talk about doing taxes? Hmm. We go smoke, smoke weed. weed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> taxes? Taxes? Taxes are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so boring sounding not, to a child. Uh,
0: it's just like, oh.
2: It's not even that. It's just that, like, you do one small thing. Oh, we're gonna tax you. It's yeah, like, you dude, can say can the word. Give up at some, yeah, taxes are fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I understand some of them, but sometimes I'm like, really, you're taxing me for this. Like, I'm down on. for state taxes, but like federal taxes, I'm like,
1: okay, yeah. come on. I don't know. California has some really crazy. California's day. rough
2: with taxes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oregon's the best. No sales tax. You can get so much bang for your buck in Oregon. I lived in Vancouver, Washington, for part part of junior high and part of high school, and you, we always go to Portland to shop because you don't pay sales tax. You get like twice as much food for the same price because there's no sales tax.
0: But you got to pump your own gas there, bro. I don't know about all that,
2: except that my beer house. I, has I sales pump gas, my own gas. I'm not really sure why.
0: No, wait, you can't pump your own gas in Oregon. My bad. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm no, sorry you pull that. up
2: and you can't pump your own gas. That's Right, don't touch it. Yeah, they pump oh, your gas amazing. for you in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm I'm a lazy Californian man. That's alright. Uh, my That's gas okay. You're <laughs> gonna pump our gas someday. That's
0: alright. <gasps> Oh, oh does anyone know where that was
1: from? You remember? No, I
0: laughed, but I was also thinking of Zoolander again. Oh, yes. Bring it on. Come on. Thank you. Bring I on.
2: don't feel so old now. <laughs> at least you guys know some of the things that I grew up with. You're not old. I don't know why you think you're old. <laughs> oh, I'm the oldest. Anyway. Go so play games. Yeah,
1: maybe. No way. No. Oh, I'm yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, Brittany, you've been just a gem. <laughs> and A godsend and a goddess and what else? I don't know mm-hmm. all the good things.
0: A brewer, head bitch in a charge, crap. badass. H-P-I-S-T. Yes, Ooh. all of that. I love that. So if the b word offends you, Tyler's not. Oh, so it cool does. It. I love it. I like to throw it out there. Oh. Thank you but for more coming. than yeah, yes. more than anything. Yeah.
1: You kind of sound like you're. We are all like the same vibe of like chicks. So right? I really like that. <laughs> um and we can't wait to like go to your brewery and and visit i'm definitely i'm,
2: I'm excited we'll do like a homebrew like we don't have to it sounds like drink you homebrew. <laughs> 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 well but i'll have a trench drain and hot water on demand so yes Ooh, well, we will we'll, pilot we will through through. on we'll the we'll homebrew come- system at the brew space and yeah. do something fun for the club be awesome very cool Well, well, thank you.
0: Like, I don't know. I feel like we can ask you a bunch more questions, but we've kind of hit our limit here on the old.
1: We'll have you on again.
0: Yeah, yes, anytime. Follow up on this for sure. Thank you. Awesome. Brittany, you're
1: incredible, (laughs) and uh, we can't wait to go to your new brewery. So, Naughty Pine, maybe or may not be opening in like this, uh, like late summer. Just. Mm Follow what's what are like what are the Instagram accounts? yeah we've
2: got um uh Instagram Twitter and Facebook naughty pine um just how it sounds yeah just how it sounds you've been naughty I had to get creative with my uh names because Facebook and Twitter didn't like that I use the word naughty so I think my Twitter is actually A bunch of N- underscores B- B- and beer. stuff. yeah because ah. no they wouldn't even let me use the word naughty with an underscore. They are like, Twitter was like, heck no. And then Facebook was like, your name is inappropriate. So I had to attest it and send them my business, like LLC, before they would oh, let me create oh. my Facebook page. And I was like, this is why everybody's leaving Facebook. Like censorship,
0: no. Yeah. Wait, but will all the beers be named after sexual innuendos?
2: Oh, of course. Of Yay. course. okay, cool. <laughs> no, but it did start as like a play on words. For like, sure. Like that's how this all started. So. We'll see. I don't want to, I'm not, I'm too ner- I'm a little nervous about committing to like one specific naming style. Cause at some point you run out of stuff.
0: It, so. doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, but yeah, find us Honestly, on Facebook Instagram, you're gonna, and Twitter. You're make... I'm trying. Perfect. I'm and not good with Twitter. Oh,
1: sh- you're trying and succeeding. Trying. You'll be fine. You'll make good. Red- great beer everyone go visit her when she's open and yeah brinny thanks again awesome and, thank you guys uh, we'll probably talk to you soon
2: all right cool cheers ladies cheers. Bye. Bye.
1: thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show make sure to follow us on instagram at brewed up podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode brewed up is a hop la production The Brewed Up music is produced by LA Legend producer Elusive.